Welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hey, everyone. How's it going? And John. Hey, everybody. Today in the tank, we have a new way to care for your derriere. These founders aim to put the dude in doo-doo. Will they secure <laughs> a shark, or will their dreams be wiped away? Well, we'll tell you after this ad. There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey, but there is the all-new Service Hub from HubSpot. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out, HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to do more for your customers today. So today in the tank, we have Dude Wipes. And Dude Wipes is brought to us by Sean, Ryan, and Jeff. The dudes, if you will. And their product is Dude Wipes, which are the first bathroom wipes for dudes. I don't really know what to call these besides wipes. That's because they're wipes. Yeah, baby wipes for grown men. They're wipes. For your booty, right? They're, they're booty wipes. Yeah. For men, they're baby wipes. Put in a black packaging Sleek. with the word dude on them for men so that men will be OK buying them. <laughs> Illustratively, I think we've nailed it. Yeah. So essentially, the problem that they're trying to solve is, you know, traditional toilet paper can be irritating for the booty, but baby wipes <laughs> are for babies and grown men need an alternative option. So their product are, just as the name suggests, wipes for dudes, which aim to combat stank for all the dude regions. <laughs> and it's meant to be a complement to toilet paper, so it's not like a one-for-one -one replacement. But thinking about our product and potentially our branding, we might start with you, Ariel, because I don't know if we've done it quite the service that these founders have put into their marketing. But thinking about our product and our founders and our pitch, what are our initial thoughts? This is so dependent on getting the marketing right. What's really crucial here, and I actually think that Dude Wipes did a really great job of nailing this, is coming up front with a very strong brand that can then entice men when they're in the toilet paper aisle. When you think about gendered marketing, and for those that aren't as familiar, gendered marketing is how are you tailoring your message towards one gender over the other gender and really making sure that you're positioning your brand based off of some of those pain points that your audience has. When it comes to men's industry and like personal care, this is an industry that has been growing pretty significantly. It's expected to be up by 115 billion by 2028, which is up nearly 80 billion from last year. Wow. So there's a huge opportunity for men's personal care and grooming within the market. So they really need to nail down having a strong brand that doesn't make dudes feel embarrassed to buy it for themselves. And also, you know, makes them feel good about spending potentially double of what they would pay for the alternative for toilet paper or for baby wipes. Yeah. The fallacy about men is that they don't want to take care of themselves and they don't want to look good. We get typecast as gender into mm -hmm. being slobs. And the truth is actually like, I think a lot of men want to look good. And I think the key, Ariel, to your point about getting this right is making it acceptable for men to step into personal care and care about personal care. And there have been a bunch of companies that have taken different approaches on this, right? If you think about like a Dollar Shave Club, mm -hmm. you're basically like, well, this is a company that's trying to transform shaving and they're doing it through being part of a community of people who are like in on an internet meme and are into saving money. And Dude Wipes absolutely freaking nails it from a brand perspective, mm -hmm. because if 
any brand is going to win men over from toilet paper to wipes, it's going to be dude wipes because it's just like perfectly marketed to exactly who it's for. It looks acceptable to have in a man's bathroom. Mm -hmm. And by the way, <laughs> men love to tell their friends about this. Shit. Like, you Literally. know, that guys are going to yeah. be like, dude, you got to go and use the bathroom at my place. Like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to use the bathroom at yeah, Tom's house. Because got Tom's my got squatty dude potty, wipes. Yeah. Got my dude wipes. Totally. It's like they're all about optimizing. So yeah. I think this is an incredible product. I think it's so easy for some of these brands to just only be for men or people who identify as a male gender. So what's really great is like this is still a pretty safe brand in terms of, yeah, we're catering towards men, but we're not being exclusive about it. Yeah, yeah. women can be dudes, too, and <laughs> they need women their wipes, too. Yeah, everyone needs their wipes. Yeah. I mean, I think you're like, okay, this is a product that's perfectly branded to bring a bunch mm -hmm. of people into a space that they otherwise have felt has been maybe a little hostile towards them. Mm -hmm. And so that wall's broken down. You also, to your point, Ariel, are part of a huge growing market. I think men's personal care is growing incredibly fast. Yeah. So the ingredients are here for this to be an incredible company. And it basically comes down to whether or not they've got the right distribution and the right valuation to get a deal done here. It sounds like they are on track. They mentioned that they've just sealed this deal with Kroger, where mm -hmm. they're launching nationally in like 2,200 stores, and it's like a $3 million contract. So they've got proof of concept, and it looks like they're trying to nail down distribution as of the pitch. Yeah, the thing I'm super interested to know is most of the men's personal care brands that I have seen really take off mm -hmm. have all been direct-to-consumer. And they've been part of that whole direct-to-consumer wave. Hmm. And then they use retail as kind of a backstop there. And it's super interesting that they kind of came in and are like, hey, our path here is Kroger. And the thing I'm a little worried about, actually, for them is I don't think grocery stores are maybe the best way for them to reach their target market. Mm. You know, Barbara made this point that, you know, who's going to buy these is not the man, it's the man's wife. And I'm like, see, that's where Barbara's wrong about that, yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. Like, I think guys are going to buy dude wipes because the biggest segment growing in men's personal care is like 18 to 29. Those guys are not married. And they're probably barely going to the grocery store. And if they're going to the grocery store, it's not to buy personal care stuff. I would be a lot more excited if they had a massive D2C following and if their social was huge. Hmm. Yeah, and their margins are higher too, just D2C. Yeah. So it's interesting that they're going into the space where they're actually making less money. Yeah. So here's my thing. So I get it. Everyone likes a, a clean derriere. But do we think this is actually something that could take off outside of the United States? Hmm. Because you know what also cleans your butt? A bidet. Bidets. It's like this is a product for which there is a solution that really works, that is very popular elsewhere. I mean, it's gaining popularity in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Do we even need a new product for this? Like, I get that people are using baby wipes, but you know what's just easier and more sustainable? Bidets. Then you don't have to worry about your septic yeah, tank. Yeah, but you got to buy a bidet. You got to install yeah, a bidet. You have to install it one time. Then you got to clean it. You know what guys are really bad at? They're really good at personal care and they're really bad at cleaning their toilet. Yes. That's actually the truth. <laughs> bidet is not a good solution for 18 to 29-year-old men. If I was stack ranking 18 to 29-year-old men, what the best solution is, bidet would be at the absolute bottom of it. <laughs> garden no. hose is better than bidet. Oh my God. Okay, okay. I don't know what kind of bidets you've said on John that are that powerful. I've been to Tokyo. misinstalled your bidet, John. So I think actually what would make the most sense is like dude wipes on the go. Airports. Exactly. Or like a little keychain that you can pull out your dude wipes because it's all in this tissue box size packaging. Mm -hmm. A lot of men don't have purses or body bags that they can just like stuff, not body bags. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Bag. Love that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like a crossover bag. A crossbody yeah, bag. Yeah. <laughs> always going to morbid things here, Ariel. And it's always <laughs> you. 
I'm not worried about them going outside the U.S. It's true. I don't think the term dude will work everywhere in the world by any means. I'm sure they can come up with other clever terms there. But I mean, I don't know. I think the men's personal care market in the U.S. is gigantic. And if they get a huge slice of that, I think that's incredible for them. Do we worry about them being like a single product company, though? That's something that we talk about a lot in terms of no. like the yeah. ultimate. Go hard. Sell as many dude wipes as possible. Okay. Why do you think that will be successful just as like a single product company? A couple of reasons. Number one is if they can gain a huge share of the market with one product, they can just get incredible margins on that and incredible scale of production and stuff. Most companies can't even get traction on one product, never mind multiple mm-hmm. products. Stay in your lane, get incredible product market fit, run it as hard as you can. And only when you get towards like the upper two thirds of that S curve, introduce another product. But do you think the higher margins and stuff is just a matter of like adoption over time for the product? Mm. Well, I think the truth is the number one factor that dictates margin typically is either cost of goods sold or sales and marketing expenses. And For physical goods, cost of goods sold is very high, and there is a incremental cost for every item to produce it. If you're producing a product that has very low scale, your margins are going to be very high because the number one way to bring your cogs down is to produce a lot of something. If you go to a manufacturer and say, I need to produce a thousand boxes of dude wipes, they're going to be like, ooh, that's expensive. We got to set everything up. It's a huge setup expense. If you're like, I'm going to do a hundred thousand boxes, they're like, I can do that cheaper. You can do a million boxes. I can do that really cheap. And so I think scale is a factor. And that's the reason why you introduce a new product. You're going to immediately have lower margins. So Rob and Kevin were just like gunning for this deal. So much so that they tried to combine forces and woo the founder to their deal, which would have been 27.5% for the initial ask of $300,000. But... Mark, who had like gone out initially and was like, yeah, I'm not interested in this industry at all. And you're underestimating your marketing costs in like the last two minutes of the episode, just sort of swiped in and was like, you know what? I'll give you $300,000 for 25%. And immediately the founders were like, absolutely deal. So he completely came out from nowhere and took it from Kevin and Robert. So ultimately, Dude Wipes walked away with a deal with Mark, which is always a good investor to have on your side. Mm -hmm. So company update for you. Wow. Just that is my reaction to where this company went. So pre-Shark Tank, sales were $5,000 per week on average for Dude Wipes. Post-Shark Tank, $1.4 1.4 million per week. Yes. So you are correct. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of dudes. There are a lot of wipe. dudes who want to wipe. Yeah. <laughs> Let them wipe. Dudes need to be wiped, everybody. Let the dudes wipe. They are currently available in 15,000 retailers, including Walmart, Target, Kroger, and you can, yes, buy them on Amazon. They are the number two selling wipe in the U.S. And as of 2023, their annual revenue is $100 million. Wow. So take a bite out of that, Mark, because he was definitely right to swipe in and mm-hmm. or I don't know. I'm out of derriere puns. It's fine. Your intro is so strong. He's making you a lot peaked, of money. You know? Yeah. You already achieved. Yeah. Anyway, it was all successful for Dude Wipes. Yeah. Not crappy at all. Your best puns were behind you, Jory. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwood. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite. 
Create Like the Greats, hosted by Ross Simmons, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each episode hosts an in-depth analysis of some of the greatest creations and creators of all time, along with deep dive conversations on the creative process that went into building companies and brands. If you like learning about history or learning about the creative process, you'll like this podcast. Listen to Create Like the Greats wherever you get your podcasts. 